This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week, we dig into Raw, SmackDown, recent pay-per-views, and wrestling news, plus all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and you. I'm Jillian, and I'm here with Abigail. Hi, Abigail. Hi, and we are going to talk some wrestling, and uh, more specifically, we are going to talk some lead-up to Extreme Rules. Whoop, 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 whoop. I'm very excited about this. I think it's fair to say that our excitement is at an extremely high level for this pay-per-view. I... I have to say, like like the last few weeks, I wasn't very excited until, mm-hmm. in part because, and we talked about this, I think, last time, is like, they just keep advertising like 15 different pay-per-views instead of like <laughs> yes. focusing on the one that's coming. But now there are some great gimmick matches happening, and I am so excited about it. Yeah, so, I think that's how I feel, too. So we're going to offer our predictions for Extreme Rules and potentially fight about what's happening. But uh, we want to start at the bottom of the card, correct? Yeah, I think we'll we'll start with the opening bout and we'll work our way up to the main event. Boop, boop, boop. All right. And, you know, of course, with a disclaimer that who knows what could be added, subtracted, or reinvented by Saturday. But That's true. That is true. Thank you for providing me with a good link, Abigail, because my information was flawed <laughs> at some point. So we're ready. All right, we're ready. So we're going to kick things off with a six-man Irish Donnybrook match between Imperium, which of course is Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci, versus the Brawlin' Brutes, Seamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch. So before predictions, I have to ask, did you have any idea what an Irish Donnybrook match was? No, I didn't. I didn't know it was happening until you just said it. (laughs) I, yeah, no. So I learned from WWE.com, which is, you know, a trusted resource in research and journalism, (laughs) that um, a a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match is a variation of the Extreme Rules match with an Irish flair. Um, So, you know, as proud as you've been of Drew McIntyre as a representative of your people, this is really my people's time to shine. I'm very excited for you. The bout incorporates a variety of shillelaghs and other implements of destruction from the region and opens the floodgates on all-out anarchy. Amazing. All-out anarchy. How much, how many times do you think the person writing that had to like look up how to spell shillelaghs? Having just seen how to spell shillelagh, um, <laughs> uh, several, several. It's amazing. It's really amazing to see it in print. I think I would have thought it was like shillelaghs or something. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? Was it SmackDown or Raw that the Brawl and Brute showed up? I'm trying to remember now because my brain is mushy today. I think it was on Raw. I and they, was it Raw? I think they were on SmackDown. Yeah, it was Either. SmackDown. Okay. Or maybe it was both. And I, you know what? It, um, it could be both. Because sometimes I catch that abbreviated version. So it's entirely There's possible. There's so much crossover. There's so much crossover. I cannot keep track of them both. I know. And I'm sorry. I didn't take like studious notes this week but i noticed at i whatever match it was that um seamus had a shillelagh 
Yes. And yeah. I, it seemed very small. Like I felt like I thought shillelaghs were bigger, but now I'm thinking like, have I only seen shillelaghs in the um, context of like leprechauns and therefore they looked larger. <laughs> Whereas next to Seamus, who is a large man, a shillelagh looks tiny. Like how much damage can you really do with a shillelagh? Well, I mean, the shillelagh is made of dense hardwood. Okay. So I think, you know, that ups the damage factor. I do think there may be a scale issue here. When I imagined a shillelagh, I imagined like a billy club. But of course, that's not a shillelagh. That's a different kind of fighting stick. So welcome What's to Fighting club? Sticks Are For Girls, where <laughs> we talk about fighting sticks around the world. Um, it's, it's like the thing that cops have. Like oh, if you see the movie, yeah, the yeah, cop yeah. pulls out the baton kind of thing. It's a billy Okay, club. yes. Thank you. Instead of fight pit, it's a fight stick. And we just it's keep talking stick. about fight <laughs> Next up, the kendo stick. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the winning idea. Probably so what is. are what are your thoughts on the Irish Donnybrook match? Who's going to come out on top? Okay, well, I had no thoughts originally on the Donnybrook part because I didn't realize <laughs> that. However, I do love the idea of like random Irish paraphernalia being brought yes. out at this match. So I'm like yes. trying to like I'm like are they going to go full caricature, full stereotype and like <laughs> there's going to be pots of gold that you can pull out from underneath the ring like are they going that way with it? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I'm just so curious. But um, I think, so I chose, I chose the Brawling Brutes to win. I did too. The reason behind that is like, I don't like Imperium. I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> there's no like actual science, but it's like whenever I do like the March Madness like yes. brackets it's like i base it on like whether i like the area of the country that team is coming from or like if i like their uniforms it's basically how i feel about all sports as i do about wrestling which is like do i like them not really therefore i want I, I want them to lose it's it's about affinity not science yes. it's about feelings yeah no i um i also had the brawl and brutes because you know, I feel like Seamus has the home field advantage in an Irish theme match. And I do, I am rather fond of Imperium. I should have picked them to spite you in this case, but I feel like, <laughs> I guess I just feel like this is a match really themed for the Brawl and Brutes. So I expect them to pull out the victory. Which, of course, could absolutely work against them now, right? Because right? it's like, oh, we've tilted it too far in your favor. Therefore, Imperium will win. I also think it's like, because I had a moment when I was thinking about this and I was like, well, I'm assuming, you know, maybe they're going to be like, for every reason I have why why one group might win, it's like basically works in the opposite direction against, like, yes. against them. Yes. So, like, my thought was like, well, you know, the last pay-per-view... Uh, Clash at the Castle was like, you know, a clusterfuck and the Brawl and Brutes lost, right? If I remember correctly, yeah. they yep, lost. They like did. maybe they're they did. Maybe they're gonna give it back to him, you know, let him let him win. Well, of course that could absolutely also be the case of like, no fuck you, Brawl and Brutes. <laughs> you don't get shit again. You're gonna be humiliated on two continents. And I feel like that is, you know, that's sort of the way wrestling does this because if you have a face in a pivotal match and the pay-per-views in their hometown, they're going to lose. 
they're going to lose and be sad and probably be humiliated in front of their mom and or dad Aww, or their wife so you know like it's yeah. always it's never the feel-good story so it never is mm -mm. oh well mm -mm. so well, yeah and I, your letter to triple h this week you could ask for like you know some kind of like help for the brawn brutes yeah, I'll, I'll just be like, you know, dear dad, the people of Ireland have historically struggled against many oppressions. Please, this week, throw us a bone. Mm -hmm. I don't and think that's asking too much. Bring us victory in the good old-fashioned Irish Donnybrook match. And again, the spotlight on Seamus was blinding. <laughs> so blinding. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's now, I'm now like, in, it's now endeared to me. Like, I, I really enjoy it. Like, he's just like a supernova at the end of that stage, just glowing so brightly for the whole world to see. He is someone's North Star. It's true. If if mayonnaise could be fluorescent, <laughs> Remember it would be Seamus. One of my favorite things ever when Santino is still around. Yes, and I know he where called, this is going. <laughs> <laughs> he called Seamus the human jar of mayonnaise. Jar of mayonnaise, yeah. Oh, it's so good so glowing as a person who is perpetually quite white i feel i feel seamus's pain sometimes i don't glow like he does though but you have a kinship i get it i do i get it so i think that takes us to our next match which i believe you and i are both quite excited about which would of course be edge versus yes. finn balor yes in the i quit match yes so i have a question about the order of the card yeah. Is the order of the card, is the final match on the card, is that considered the main event? Yeah, that, well, sometimes they'll do like a dual main event, but yeah, that would typically be the main event. I'm just, I have, I have two questions, I have a number of questions. Do you think, because I feel like every other match on the card could be the main event? Yeah, there's a stack card. Except the six-man tag. Like, I feel right. like out of all of them, it's like, that's the least main event material. So I maybe that's so why too. they're making it the main event? Or maybe no, it's no, just no. The, like... The main event will be Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, the way it's laid out on WWE.com. We uh... started at the bottom of the card. So Imperium at all will go first. Yeah. Oh, I see. Did I just learn something about wrestling cards in general? Maybe. I mean, you kind of had it exactly right. Like, this is the least, the least build up, the least high stakes. So it's oh. it's our opening bout. Okay. 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 I thought these were in order of how they were going to show up. That would so make like, sense. That would, that's called chronology and that would make a hundred percent sense, but we don't do that in the world of wrestling. Oh my gosh. You just taught me something new. Thank you. You know, it's, it's, I'm here for you. Wow. Okay. Okay. That makes way more sense. Okay. Cause I was yeah. like kind of offended. I was like, I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> okay. I'm very excited about the I quit match, which okay. last week you, also taught me something that because every I quit match I remember seeing it was like the stakes weren't just like getting because it says you know uh, WWE website it says you know it's just getting them to say I quit right? right that's the point now I always thought that it was like I have to quit wrestling <laughs> well and sometimes I mean we talked about this right there's a huge variety of things like I'll never come back to Smackdown or I'll never compete for this title again or I'll quit wrestling you know I'm kind of surprised that that stakes didn't come up like, you know, when Edge, did, I mean, this is getting ahead of ourselves, but when Edge had that kind of like reality TV backstage segment on Raw, that 
it, there wasn't a thing like I'll quit wrestling, but Finn, you have to quit the judgment day if you lose. Yeah, I was shocked that that didn't come up. Yeah, I was also kind of getting nervous when he was doing that talk because and, and and maybe I just it all works on me I don't know but I was just like sitting there thinking like Edge is setting this up for him to lose yeah like because he's like saying like I don't get to see my kids I don't get to do x y and z every match could be my last and I'm like dude are you just like telling us you're gonna be leaving wrestling again I was getting so upset because mm-hmm. I was like I need Edge to stay I need Edge to stay around forever. He can Same. never retire. Like, <laughs> so I don't know if the like, again, am I just being like, am I falling for it? You know, he's like, uh, I'm just not going to put my heart in this because I'm going to retire again or whatever. Or is it like, like you said, like, I don't, I don't know. I just, it made me feel very doom and gloomy. I get that. And I think it was supposed to, right? I think you were supposed to okay. feel like, you know, like Edge is the old lion facing the end, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he's in this place where it would be easier to give up on his dream. It would be easier to rest on his laurels, but he's going to come back one more time and, you know, fight these punk ass kids that he sort of mobilized into a cult, which I I did like that he took some responsibility for the fact that he mobilized them into a cult. Like, yeah, that's on you, buddy. (laughs) This is your (laughs) fault. (laughs) It's totally your fault. Um, But I, so I actually have Edge winning. And I think some of that is just because, you know, I want, edge to win i'm the same i i can't bet against edge i can't do it like i refuse i love him so much he is he's our guy and i just think i don't know there has to be some there has to be some kind of impetus to i think to like either break up judgment day or at least get finn out of judgment day Mm mm-hmm um and i think it goes beyond the whole like tension that he's having with aj yes and like all of that drama that's happening yeah i what i think what i want to believe is that edge will win and judgment day will start treating finn differently right Ooh, yeah like because he he lost he's the loser and he's going to realize that the cult are not actually his friends, right? Like they're not actually doing what they said they would. And like, this will be his transition back to the light. And then he's going to see that AJ, despite being a flat earther, has actually <laughs> been there for him. And, you know, like he can get a globe and teach AJ things, but you can't teach the judgment day to love. That's true. So, you know, I, I hope that that's where this story is going. That's my hope. Side note, what the fuck was with AJ like giving um Ray shit like after the match? Like, <laughs> this is your fault, man. Like, what was happening there? Like, oh. it just seemed so weird to me. Like, AJ, you're supposed to be the good guy, <laughs> and you're like shitting all over the other good guy, like the grieving is- father, <laughs> like whose son, you know, not ten minutes before was like, I hate you. <laughs> you're not my dad. Like, what? fuck AJ it was so weirdly like temper tantrum is your fault it was super temper tantrum me but I feel like AJ like everyone else in WWE is like if you would beat your kid none of this would be happening we I all just, think you should beat your kid just take a chair to his face Ray what's the problem 
But like Ray has been on TikTok and he's seen a lot of gentle parenting TikToks and he can't bring himself to do it. You know, like he's really committed to natural consequences and gentle parenting, even though Dominic is 25 years old. He doesn't want to pass down all that generational trauma, right? I that, get like, it. It's noble. It's noble. But I mean, I'm just still like, AJ, what, what is happening with you right now, buddy? I think AJ is a little tantrumy. You know, are you I, just I, embarrassed that you lost? Like, are you stomping <laughs> your feet right now? It was not what he dreamed. It was not what I he dreamed. I guess not. Good Lord. So yeah, I'm really hoping Edge wins, but I'm I'm looking forward to this match because like one, I really I I like really enjoy watching them both wrestle. Yes. Um, but I feel like I don't know, I think Edge really like pulls out all the stops at pay per views especially. Absolutely. So I will be terrified the entire match that something's going to happen to this you know, beautiful human being and that, you know, he won't get to wrestle again, but we'll see. No, I am right there with you. And I think, you know, some small part of me really just wants edge to win as a victory for middle-aged people. Sure. You know, like represent mm -hmm. us, but mm -hmm. I, I really believe in edge. I believe in edge. I am an edge head for this pay-per-view and for every pay-per-view. Last night when he was doing his little speech, I was like, I really miss seeing edge acting. Like, it's like, I want to go back and watch Haven now. I know he was really good in that. Which I feel that way a lot of the time. But yeah, it was, he's just really good. He's just great. He's great at what he does. I'm going to make a bold statement that um, I would really love for Edge to be the first official friend of the podcast and join us. That and would if, be the ultimate dream come true. If any of our listeners, if you have any way to make that happen, if you have a post office box or a place to file a request form or know something we could bribe this man with, let us know. Let us know. I mean, you could ask Triple H in your weekly letter. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he doesn't answer those. And sometimes they come back with a cease and desist letter stapled to the front. So oh, man. I can't push it. I can't push yeah. it. <laughs> It would be so amazing. Like, ugh, I just feel like he'd be like the nicest interview and we would ask him questions that other podcasts wouldn't. Absolutely. Like, so, do, do you still maintain that Ray should have beat up his son? Yeah, like just stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't care about the moves that you did, Edge. I want to know like the hard hitting facts. Like, what the fuck is with AJ Styles? Have you tried to convince him that the earth is round? Those kinds of questions. How did you and Christian come up with the five second pose? And who do you think is a better poser? Yeah, that's, that's a good mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that leads us to another match. I mean, to be quite honest, every match from here on out, I am extremely excited about. Yes, 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 yes. But this brings us to the Drew McIntyre versus Karrion yes. Cross strap match. I would be lying. If I said I wasn't the most excited about this match, I am so excited about this match. It ticks so many boxes for so many reasons. And I am just like, I'm so excited. I have a couple of thoughts about Karrion Cross from um, SmackDown. Because mm -hmm. that's what he showed up on. I think it was SmackDown. Yes. This is what happens when I watch them both like really close to each other. It blurs. And you might not remember this. So... But, like, there was a moment where Karrion's doing his, like, promo. And um, at some point, he says something about, and I might have missed the exact wording, but he says something about how Drew trying to lure 
Carrion out of the darkness is ironic. Do you remember that at all? I feel yeah, I feel like I do remember this. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Like what was ironic about it? Where the irony came in? I didn't know if it was like a, you know, not really ironic at all and that's what made it ironic just like that ironic song by Alanis Morissette was it so I, like rain on his wedding day it's was a, it like a black fly in his chardonnay maybe it was a free ride that he'd already paid for so I'm I'm just I don't know anyway I had to bring that up because I was like what is happening in this dynamic but I am excited for this match because you know, my countryman, Drew McIntyre, who is an attractive human being, is. is going to be tied by a leather strap to Karrion Cross, who I don't think is an attractive human being. However, I've never really seen him wrestle, like, at all. So I'm kind of excited about that. And I chose, my prediction was Drew, of course. I have to go with Drew. I didn't highlight. Oh, that's why I didn't highlight it. So, yeah, I actually am going to call this as a no decision. Uh, oh, no Victor. I didn't realize I think, that was an option. <laughs> well, it's an option for me. <laughs> My God. <laughs> A whole new world. Okay. I, um, I honestly think, or maybe I just hope that they are going to like really brutalize each other and not rush it and move the story forward and be on opposing teams at Survivor Series War Games or have a different kind of match at Survivor Series War Games and like, you know, kind of let this take its course. Don't don't skip to the end. So <laughs> so I feel like a lot over the course of our friendship and like a lot of the things shows, fandoms, whatever in which we've been interested. Yes. The theme of I really want them to brutalize each other and not rush it. It's like this kind of thread that has gone throughout most of the things that we've enjoyed. So um, I maybe, love that idea, though. Maybe it's fair to say that um, the strap match at Extreme Rules will be brought to you by Wrestling is for Girls podcast and um, is actually the shame that kink match. At each pay-per-view, we will sponsor Shame That Kink Match. <laughs> do we want to call it, do we want to shame that kink or should we claim that kink? It is a fine fucking line, my friend. And I fall <laughs> over it every day. Every day. I'm just like, yeah, I'm uncomfortably excited about it. That match, um, that match, so when Carrion came up, so there was somebody it wasn't carrion remind me who it was because i feel like i don't remember now at this point but like was it somebody oh my gosh somebody <laughs> took the leather strap mm -hmm. and like nailed somebody in the back with it and i don't think it was drew and i don't think it was carrion like somebody came in and interfered didn't they or did i just imagine that i i can't remember i'm so sorry okay. no no it's okay it doesn't matter. I just, maybe I imagined that. Who knows? Maybe you got a little ahead of yourself. Maybe you're the one rushing it. I, I could be. <laughs> I had a lot of wine when I was watching SmackDown. Maybe That's I imagined fair. it. I wish I had. <laughs> um, I feel like one other thing that was funny is like when Karrion was doing his promo, like 
it reminded me of something that happens frequently, I think, in commentating about wrestling and in some of the promos. It's like some of the language they use, it's so like, it always makes me laugh because they're just like threatening murder, like <laughs> like <laughs> literal threat. Like, I'm going to kill you. you. Like, I feel like at one point he's like, I'm just going to like drag you to hell and leave you there. And it's just like, it, I, it always makes me laugh because it's so over the top and I love it so much. No, I like it too. Like, one thing I really appreciated about this week's Raw was that when Matt Riddle was like, Seth, I'm going to kill you. Like, just blatantly, I am going <laughs> to kill you. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you are. F yes. It's so amazing. <laughs> I have a note in my notes that um i was very excited about drew and johnny gargano so i think johnny gargano must have come out at some point yeah yeah and i'm yeah, wondering if it was johnny that got hit with the strap maybe somebody maybe. got hit with the strap i remember that and i was like that must have hurt so bad i can't imagine i can't i, I think there's imagine. some things that they do that like obviously you pull punches sometimes and like you know, uh, like Seth Rollins' uh, curb stomp thing, not a really a curb stomp, not actually smashing their face into the ground, but like getting hit with a leather strap is getting hit with a leather strap. Getting hit with a kendo stick, getting hit with a chair, it's like, oh my God. It's my nightmare, but also someday I, I want to hit someone with a kendo stick. Okay, please don't make that me. It doesn't have to be you. It okay. does, that's, I have a husband. <laughs> He's very strong. I can hit him with a kendo stick. Get get that in writing before, like, right. get the permission in writing. Right. I probably should have gotten that at a prenup or something. But I feel like dudes are, are into that sort of violence, you know, like two dudes hitting each other with a kendo stick in a parking lot yeah. for fun to see what it's like. So that, I can probably talk probably about it. probably a YouTube video. It's probably a YouTube with Jake and Logan Paul, probably. <laughs> so you say there's going to be a no decision on this match, right? Yeah. I say that it is going to end in, you know, just a fight and probably some scarlet theme nonsense which is great because i love scarlet she's spooky and weird and i can't wait to see what else she like throws in people's faces and all the crazy stuff she does so how how does that work then like in a match if it's like because they say like gotta win by pinfall or submission right. so how do they how do you end up getting a a no decision someone is immobilized okay um, you know, someone can't continue, so there can't be a uh, pinfall gotcha. or submission. Um, the strap breaks, you know, like oh, quote unquote man. breaks. You, oh, okay. I was like, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, totally intentional or like, you know, because I feel like we're in the same world where like, you know, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton could have like a murder funhouse match. Like, you know, something spooky happens and everybody disappears. I, mean, I don't think it'll be that over the top, but I feel like be amazing. I feel like there's a lot of room for fuckery in this match. Okay. All right. I'm excited about that. Well, that's kind of the point, right? Isn't Carrying Cross and like Scar aren't they supposed to be kind of spooky? They're super spooky. Okay. They're your uncomfortable. Well, I'm neighbors. excited. Me you too. always bring such really interesting thoughts to this, and I'm just like win or lose. <laughs> then you're well, throwing out the you're throwing in the little little hitch in the giddy up so i'm excited about it i'm the hitch in the giddy up girl but after uh the strap match we have what i mean i think maybe the thing that i am most excited about okay fight pit fight pit 
Fight, fight pit. pit. Fight pit. I'm so excited about fight pit. I so just funny. every now and then it just pops into my head. I was telling you this, but at work last week, I was in a meeting and <laughs> apropos of nothing, fight pit like popped into my someone must have said something that reminded me of the cadence of the way we're saying like fight pit, fight pit. Mm-hmm. And uh I was trying extremely hard not to bust out laughing in the middle of a meeting because I was like I was just cracking up thinking about fight pit. So I can't wait. Today I was sitting at my desk thinking about recording tonight and i quietly said to myself fight pit just because i was excited to talk about it <laughs> did you really i did oh my god that's amazing i'm this extremely we're sad. friends <laughs> fight pit <laughs> fight pit ASMR. Uh, fight pipe um fight. so fight pit a steel cage is gonna be the ring instead of the ropes a steel cage that kind of looks like a weird metal layer cake. Oh, okay. Like I, I was looking at a picture of it. Well, and I wasn't looking at a picture of it. I was watching, you know, the part of Raw where they explained what a fight pipe was. And I was like, that looks like a weird, like, chain link fence cake. Mm-hmm. Which did not dampen my enthusiasm at all. Still very excited. So- so they have to make the, them submit or knock them the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. It's cage fight rules. Did Seth Rollins ever do any cage fighting? Was he ever in the octagon? No. No. I'm, you know, Matt Riddle was obviously in the octagon for real. And he has been in a fight pit match in NXT. But Seth Rollins is a fight pit virgin. And also a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> a virgin who can't drive side note i discovered because i was looking up something i don't remember what i was looking up but i discovered seth rollins's non-stage actual human name i think i know this but tell me what it is it blew my fucking mind his first name is colby Colby, ah! (laughs) (laughs) like he doesn't look like he looks like a Seth. He doesn't he look like a Colby to me. Colby's like a 13-year-old teenager like streaming on Twitch. Yeah, I feel like to me Colby is that kid but he plays rugby. Oh, okay. All but right. I think he can do both. But yeah, like I, it, it doesn't fit at all, does it? It's really weird. It was amazing to me. Colby. I love it. <laughs> uh, so who'd you pick to win this one? I have selected young Matthew Riddle to win this match. Okay, okay. I went with Seth Rollins, Seth Colby Rollins. I mean, you know, Seth is always my choice to win most things because I really love Seth Rollins. I've really loved Seth Rollins since The Shield. But I feel like maybe it's Matt Riddle's time. Mm -hmm. Like, Seth doesn't need to prove anything. Seth is at the top of the mountain, but also... Matt Riddle made some really good points that like, what have you done lately? What, what have you been up to? Like, I also side note, really appreciated that when he was like, you know, you have your bro Roman and he's the undisputed champion, but what are you doing? And then your wife, Becky, but it wasn't like, you're a loser because your wife's successful. It was more like you just kind of hide behind successful people. So thank you, Matt Riddle for not making it sexist. Great. Yes. (laughs) Good job. But I, I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Um, first thought, I really loved that Seth Rollins was kind of wearing a crop top. That was amazing. I loved his outfit so much. So like, 
you've I've been watching Killing Eve and you've watched it previously. Why does he dress like Villanelle? he's like i don't know he's like this wonderful 70s model at the moment like i love it so much like i every outfit he wears delights the hell out of me me too um but the crop top made me really happy so i i picked seth simply for the fact that like he just like always wins so Mm -hmm. i'm just like well of course he's gonna win because he's seth freaking Freaking Rollins. rollins fucking hate that so much so like 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 that's a literal new incarnation of his wrestling name mm-hmm. like on his wikipedia page that's one of his names I know. So there's like seth rollins and seth freaking rollins i'm just like okay man anyway um yeah i just was kind of like it it would make perfect sense to me if matt won like it's kind of his home turf right like he understands right. what fight it is but like I I just don't know. I don't know. I just see Seth Rollins winning it because he's a you know, he's the heel extraordinaire. Yeah, and I I can totally see that happening. Like Seth keeps steamrolling and he keeps steamrolling. And where's he gonna go? Right? Like I mean, it seems like you know he's getting into some kind of feud with Bobby Lashley, and you know that's probably on the horizon. I guess. So that would be for me, like if Seth wins, that's where he's going. But I also wonder if maybe like, I don't know, like if Seth is at the end of this extremely weird and delightful era of his character, like this incarnation, and he goes away for a little bit and comes back as someone else new and weird and hopefully really dramatically outfitted just like he is now. But, you know, because I feel like. One of the reasons Seth Rollins is one of my favorite wrestlers because I feel like he has so much in the tank in terms of where he can go left in his career. Mm-hmm. Like he's really, really good and he's pretty inventive and I feel like he has a lot of road out ahead of him. Yeah, I think so too. He doesn't feel like end of the line Seth Rollins to me. I love that idea. Like I love when they reinvent themselves and come back and you're just like, yeah. what is this insanity? And it's... <laughs> always wonderful and cuckoo i i love it but i'll be happy with either outcome me too because like i don't really care who wins i just want fight pit fight pit i'm so excited for fight pit fight pit is lit (laughs) fight Mm -hmm. pite is all right So excited about Fight Pit. Okay. That is going to take us to our Raw Women's Championship. Yes. Which sees Bianca Belair facing Mm -hmm. off against Bailey, or as her name always looks to me in print, Bailey. (laughs) Bailey. Bailey. Um, So quick, quick side note. I was on Twitter this evening and Bailey's tweets are amazing. (laughs) It doesn't surprise me. She very quickly, there was a picture of a little, a small child, like holding their Bailey sign. And it was very small. And the tweet said something like, you know, there's still people in the crowd who love Bailey. And like the little sign said, I love Bailey. And like she had retweeted it and said, how the hell is anyone going to see that tiny ass? (laughs) Like, (laughs) and then there was Izzy, you know, Izzy was like the original Bailey super fan. Yeah, the Bailey girl. Like, she felt like 
she had tweeted that she felt personally attacked when Bailey was like talking about the side pony and everything. And <laughs> Bailey just tweeted and said, you're the worst. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Bailey, I love you as a heel. It's so fantastic. Bailey just is love Bailey all around. Bailey is really deeply in her asshole phase right now. And I, you know, yes. I hope she's enjoying it as much as I she's am. She's gotta be. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like it's even like, I feel like so many actors are always just like, it's amazing to play a villain. And so it's yeah. got to be so much fun because you could just be a dick all the time. You, you don't have to be perfect. You could just be an asshole. And that just sounds like so much fun. Freeing, right? Super free. Totally. <laughs> I'm going to enter my villain era very soon. I feel like I, I'm coming out of mine. So so um, I think that works out really well because we need to be in constant, you know, antagonistic opposition to each other we're foils for sure i think that works i went with uh who did i pick i picked bianca we are so foils because i picked bailey like i i kind of want bailey to win but i feel like it'll be bianca i love them both but i feel like bianca is just like whipped so much ass consistently that like i don't i don't see bailey beating her Without some shenanigans, but I don't know. Can they, are shenanigans allowed? I mean, it's a ladder match. So by its very nature, it's shenanigans-y, right? Like, but, but there's no, it's not like a, um, no holds barred, no, no rules situation. I mean, there are rules, but I mean, you've got a, a giant array of giant weapons, right? Because ladders are extremely horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the stuff they were doing the other night with the letters was really stressing me out so yeah yeah oof i did read that um they made the letters shorter so apparently apparently for certain segments of raw they asked they told the crew to only provide eight to ten foot ladders this is according to wrestlinginc.com um, and in the past, they usually have larger ladders ranging to 15 to 20 feet. And apparently Triple H is like kind of saying that this is we're going for smaller ladders now because for safety. That makes an alarming amount of sense. So kudos yeah. to dad. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. WWE loves their double standards. So we'll see. That's, how that you know, out. I didn't think about that. Absolutely. It could be like, you know, their uteruses are already racing around their bodies at incredible rates of speed. Mm-hmm. And if they fall off a ladder, God knows what could happen. I know. Like if they climb, if they climb over 12 feet, their uteruses will fly out of their body and attack random people in the crowd by like stretching over the person's head and suffocating them. That is how women become radicalized. It's true. So yeah, I I went with um, Bianca just because I feel like she's just been like I said kicking a lot of ass lately. Um, but I would be very excited if Bailey won because I really like her a lot. So I think the reason I went with Bailey was because Bianca has been kicking a lot of ass lately. Like she has been on a high of ass kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of today i looked it up this is the 184th day of her championship reign jeepers so she will be at 188 by saturday um 
Is that like a mystical number, 188? No, no, no. Okay. I did not use like the QAnon numerology app to, but maybe <laughs> I should have. I mean, wow, oversight on my part. Um, Lottery numbers or something. But I feel like, you know, we're bringing Bailey back. Her friends have titles. It's cool to have a heel faction with a title, like titles all across. That's true. But I also feel like I almost went with Bianca because coming out of Raw, damage control has so much momentum, right? Like they squash them on Raw. Yeah. And often, if you go into the pay-per-view with momentum, you come out of the pay-per-view a loser. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm torn on this one, but I, I feel like, you know, Bailey is back and as much as he's a jerk, it's still kind of like it's a big moment for Bailey fans and you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm with Bailey on this one. I have to wonder. So I felt like for a long time when I was watching wrestling, and this was kind of after I stepped away for a while. So bef- before I stepped away for a while, everything felt very formulaic and very obvious to me. Yes. Um and and I don't know if this is like a Triple H thing. Maybe you can ask him in your next letter or if it's just because I haven't watched in a while, but it feels a little more unpredictable in a good way. Like it feels like I can't guess who's going to win every match. Correct. You know, like I'm not guessing correctly and I really like that. That's really exciting. That's kind of how I feel too. Like some of the magic is back and I don't know if that's like a honeymoon period or, you know, if because dad does read my letters, which I would really appreciate, um, you know, but I, I do feel like it's a little more, I can have some of that, like feeling like a kid watching again, where like, I can't say, oh, well, obviously because of the calculus of what's happened over the last three shows, I can tell you without a doubt that this is what's going to happen. Exactly. It's nice. Okay. I'm, I was wondering if that was just me, but obviously it isn't. Um, so ladder match by definition is always kind of stressful. Mm-hmm. How many times just out of curiosity, do you think there's going to be that, you know, there's always a moment in every ladder match, whether it's money in the bank or like a true ladder match where they have to climb a ladder where like one person is climbing and they're doing it. They have to do it at that really awkwardly slow pace because yes. like the timing just isn't working. And so it looks like they're really struggling to get up that ladder. And it just uh-huh. makes me feel so uncomfortable. How many times are we going to see that? Uh, three times minimum. Three times? Three okay. times minimum. <laughs> okay. I'll say two. I'm going to say two. Okay. All right. We'll wager on it. Do you want to wager something? I feel, like, I feel like I should write that. Oh, what, what, what would we wager? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to... Uh... We'll have to make a determination and then we can let our listeners know next week yeah, what we wagered and who won. And it's obviously going to be me because like DJ Khaled, all I do is win. Wow. Okay. So you're, you're coming in hot. I can't help it. I'm really competitive. You know that. I, I'm a competitive person too. I just, I think I don't, since I don't know what's on the line right now, I haven't mm-hmm. been invested as of yet. Well, then as a competitive person, I think this will be really hard for you. I'm also not very confident in my choice. <laughs> you should be so, confident in your choice. <laughs> so, I mean, like yours makes way more sense. I just said two. So we'll see. We'll see. I think, you know what? I, more than I think about it, I think two is probably one for each of them. Maybe we can send each other some sort of coffee gift card. I like that. 
as a win. But not Starbucks because they are unionized. (laughs) No, fuck that shit. (laughs) Um, Okay. So that we have have more matches, right? Yeah, we have the the big match at the top of the show, or I guess at the bottom of the show. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, which will, of course, be Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Okay. In an Extreme Rules match. Yeah, I'm really, I really want Liv to just go batshit and be completely bonkers during this match. That is, um, so I predicted Liv, but it has has nothing to do with who I think is going to win. I want Liv Morgan to win. Me too. (laughs) 100%. My whole thing. Yeah, I, I have this horrible sneaking suspicion that Ronda will win because it's like with, um, what's his face Brock Lesnar it's Mm -hmm. like every time he's on you know he's gonna win like nine times out of ten and I really don't want that to be the case and I really liked that that one match where Liv lost her shit and just like went crazy with the kendo stick yeah so um her kendo shillelagh as it were (laughs) so I feel like like I really I really want her to win yeah I am rooting for her too um I feel like she has really, you know, she's come from that place where everyone was rooting to her for her, but didn't really think she was going to have a big moment. Like she was going to be one of those wrestlers who always is seconds from their big moment. Like yes. before Kofi Kingston won his um, title reign, like his big title reign, it was like, I wish oh Kofi God. could have that, you know, he deserves it. He's so great. And I, I feel like she's been there and now she's got it and it's, she should hang on to it for a while. That Kofi's oh, that was so stressful and so amazing and so wonderful when he won. I know. It was like when Jeff Hardy would win, won a title, and I feel like just gonna side sidestep this for a little memory. You and I were at Hooters watching a pay per view. I feel like, and we watched him win. I think he won the title, and then the next night on Raw, he lost it. Yeah. Yep. Like someone did a money in the bank situation. I don't remember who it was. And I just remember being like so absolutely shattered. It was devastating because you'd waited and you'd waited and you'd waited. Like, why would you do that? That's so cruel. Ugh. Anyway, I like, I feel like even if I, if I liked Ronda Rousey, which I don't, I, I would want Liv to win. I think because, and I said this, I don't know, a couple episodes ago that I really liked that she's not she's not like the unstoppable champion yeah she's you know it's not like everything she does is like badass and awesome like she seems vulnerable she seems like she could lose which makes me more invested in her like in hoping that she wins no i think that's 100 percent it like she feels like an actual relatable character which can be very hard to come by in mm-hmm. wrestling you know, she feels yeah. as, as corny as it sounds, like we can all remember a time in our lives when we achieved something that we didn't think maybe we could achieve and a lot of other people didn't think we could. And then mm-hmm. how perilous it felt to cling to that achievement. So, yeah. Yeah, I I really, really hope we come out of this, like not just seeing her keep her title, but like really surprising people with like, it's an extreme rules match, you know, and she just goes really yeah. hard. Yeah, I... I'm crossing fingers for that one. Fingers, toes, all the good stuff. 
Anything else you want to say about Extreme Rules? Well, I predict it's going to be freaking awesome. It's on uh, Saturday. so it's on Saturday, which I'm still not which, used to. I'm still not used to it, but as an old person, I'm grateful. <laughs> yes, me I'm too. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Because I'm on vacation this week, and so, like, you know, the the post-vacation depression is going to start setting in hard on Sunday. So I'm really glad that I don't have to like also make myself stay up super late for Monday to watch a pay-per-view. No, you need like a really nice fun Saturday night. I think I do. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. So I, I know we aren't doing our usual cover all the things from the shows, but I do have a few things that I wanted to bring up from SmackDown and or raw this week. If you don't mind, I don't mind at all. Do you just kind of want to like take this discussion organically and see where it leads us? Sure. Um, so one thing I really like about, so this is from raw when Mm -hmm. judgment day was on. And I've decided that one of the things I really love about judgment day is how cartoonishly evil they are. Yes. In the best way. I mean, like in it, like they're just like such obvious villains and I love that. Like they embrace it and it's great. And also a cool thing was happening, which it took me a minute to realize is like, if you looked at their shadows in front of them when they were in the ring, which I realized was just because there was like a blue light behind them and they were blocking the light and you could see, but it looked really cool. It's, so I it's was just really like loving neat. everything about it. Yeah. Aesthetically. Yeah. I love it. So, um, also I would like to suggest to them to, to the whole stable mm-hmm. that they all bleach their hair blonde, keep everything else. Everybody bleaches their hair. I just I really like want to see what that it. would look like. I really, I support that. Yeah. I'm down for that. Okay. I just think that could be really fun. When I was when I was watching them on Raw, I was thinking like mean goth jocks is a really weird click. Like yeah. you've got your band nerds and your theater kids and then I guess your table of mean goth jocks. <laughs> well, apparently there is like a subgenre called I think it's called fitness goth. This is news to me and it's incredible news to me. So I I think that's what it's called. But basically, it's like people who go to the gym and stuff, but they just like wear all black all the time. And like, that's like their aesthetic, which I feel like is what I would want to be. <laughs> you discovered just be a fitness goth. Like, this sounds great. You know, just like I don't have to wear the flashy sports bra. I can just wear all black and just, you know, do my reps. I, I honestly really love that. I was also thinking like, because I was thinking about them being a click, like, which mean girls are they and i think oh i think i've nailed it down okay so uh ria obviously regina george obviously obviously regina um dominic gretchen wieners until the day he dies 100 <laughs> percent gretchen wieners um damian priest is karen smith he can fit his whole fist into his mouth mm-hmm. and would love to show you and finn is katie Okay. And All that right. makes AJ Janice Ian. <laughs> I really enjoy that. That's great. Thank you. I worked hard on that. I worked hard on that. I, I love that you came up with that. Um, There's a moment where Corey was on fire for me. <laughs> Corey was on fire. I agree with you. So there is a part where he, he's like, talking to Cole was it Cole no it doesn't matter anyway and he's like have you seen the witch (laughs) he's like do you want to live deliciously (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, Corey Green, you're busting out witch quotes. It was amazing. I was just like, this is this is incredible. I love everything that's happening right now. That's wonderful. Oh my gosh. <sighs> um <laughs> also uh, two other highlights. Mm. So like the contract signing with Bianca and Bailey and um Bailey is doing her thing and then Bianca like takes over and just destroys her verbally, which is amazing. And my favorite my favorite line is I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. I was like that is the most like I'm going to get that tattooed or something like yes! like I need that needs to be like on a sticky note. I need to carry that with me everywhere every day. I feel mm-hmm. like like if I can like think of Bianca and channel Bianca Belair, like I can do anything. That is the fucking coolest thing ever. I honestly think like Bianca Belair is one of the coolest people ever. And if she needs a housewife to like do her laundry and cook her meals and vacuum her floors, like she can call me anytime and I will be proud to do that that for her. hundred percent. You got to find out about her lipstick because her lipstick is so cool. Yeah, I will. Well, you know, once I have my in, I will ask, but okay. We'll see how it goes. I support that. Whatever you need me to do, let me know. And I will work on that with you. Thank you. Um, also pretty sure Jay Uso is going to wreck Sammy. I think it's just like building and building and building. Yeah. And, um, Sammy, Sammy was kind of tweeting about it a little bit today. Like he posted a, um, I don't know if it was a gif. I can't remember, but he was like, look, Jay was like, Jay was into it. And they show like a clip where Jay's like saying yes. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, being kind of a hype man for Sammy. So. The rumors are a flying that there's, you know, trouble. Would you say that there's a clot in the bloodline? <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, good job. Oh, thank you. That's fantastic. I am like um, I am amazing. super into his rage. And I know I know I've said this before on the show, but like that feeling where like you know this person is suspect and everyone else is like i think they're great you should give him a chance it's like no no and i i just you feel like a dick because no one believes you yeah right so like i just cannot wait to see the murderous conclusion to this story i can't wait i'm so excited i love sammy and i he's just so good at what he does i know he's amazing and um as a segue um when sammy came out with um solo yeah and they were gonna like they were this was on this was on smackdown i had the hulu cut so i'm you know i could have missed things but like i thought it was like the cutest thing ever when they're like walking down to the ring and like sammy's being sammy and bouncing all over the place Mm -hmm. and like you could read solo's lips and he's like let's go sammy like it was so (laughs) cute like like they were like pumping each other up and i was like i love those two together so much they have that like manic sunshine and chronic grumpy dynamic down real good it's real charming yes it's so cute and the only one who can make solo smile is sammy zane Zane. isn't that sweet it's really nice um also, KO, the moment with KO and Sammy. 
oh my gosh backstage i was like my heart was bursting i was getting so excited because i thought there was going to be like some kind of reunion something was going to happen and like ko just kind of like dissed him like it was like i guess this isn't fair but it was like a loving sort of get your shit together kind yes. of yes yeah thing and then like he walked away and sammy just kind of watched after him wistfully and i was like oh my god I need them to be together again. I need them to heal their bond and be BFFs, even though KO is not great at maintaining a BFF. I I need them to do it. He's really not. And I'm also like a big fan of, you know, the solo Sammy yes. relationship at the moment. And I feel like KO would just really kind of throw a wrench in that. But Well, I feel like it's got to be bittersweet, right? Because before Solo was Sammy's grumpy friend, KO was his grumpy friend. That's true. You know, so it's like... You know, it's like that uh, slipping through my fingers TikTok sound. Oh my god, kind of happening here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that funny so little Sammy. Later, Ko does a swanton bomb, and um, anytime anyone does that, I get scared. Yes, I like. I hate it because I feel because, like someone's gonna die. Yes, well, and I, Jeff is especially good at doing the flip right at the last fucking second. Mm -hmm. So I always think his neck's gonna snap, and it's 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 my fear of death is not just you know jeff hardy adjacent it's any it's any wrestler who tries that move yeah i don't want to see a wrestler die at work ever ever and every time yeah. that move happens i'm like this is the night yep it's the night. or anytime they dive headfirst out of the ring i'm just it's constant yes so i have a question okay so you know there's like the thing where like wrestlers will job to other wrestlers yes Okay. Was the match between Natalia and Ronda Rousey an example of Natalia jobbing to Ronda? You know, I, I think this may go beyond the nuance of my wrestling understanding because I think I think what I thought was that if you lose, you are basically doing the job of losing to forward the narrative and promote your opponent. And it's probably more nuanced than that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would say that almost everyone who loses to Rhonda is jobbing to Rhonda because of her situation. That's what I was thinking. And it made me sad because I was like, Natalia's amazing and I love her so much. And I'm like, why is she doing this right now? I know. Like, I, they do wheel her out when they need someone to lose in spectacular fashion. They do. And she's so talented. She is. She's great. Okay. I just wanted to know your thoughts on that because I was just like, what? What is happening? I don't. Um, go ahead. Oh, I don't think I answered it satisfactorily, but I'll look into it. No, I think, I mean, it was more of your opinion than like I needed like a factual. Yeah. I mean, I would say absolutely like Natalia was okay. wheeled out to lose 100%, yeah. you know, not okay. to do anything else. Uh, Shotzi's tiny tank is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never actually seen her wrestle. This is the first time I saw her wrestle and she's great. I enjoyed I, her a lot. I like have really neutral feelings on Shotzi until she's in her little tank. Yeah. <laughs> and like I love her. The, the tiny tank. It's so cute. And then she pushes the button and little fireworks come out of her tank. Oh, yeah. it's so cute. I mean, it's like a grown up power wheels and I really want yes. one a lot. I've never had one and I always wanted one and I would still take one happily. I had one and it was pretty much the highlight of my childhood. Oh, my 
my god what was yours like it was um oh shoot it was based on a really popular monster truck the blue one bigfoot Um, bigfoot yes it was a bigfoot power wheels oh my god i wanted a pink one so great i was just gonna say i love that you didn't have a princess power wheels I am extremely stereotypically girly, so I mean, I would have really loved like the Cinderella mm-hmm. Power Wheels, but Bigfoot was kick ass. Um, it was pretty uncomfortable to ride around in, but that did not deter me. Was it really? Yeah. Well, it's all hard molded plastic, right? Oh, so, that's true. Also, I, the battery lasted for like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, and that was like before rechargeable batteries, right? So it just had to be like a new battery all the time. No, it was like you could plug it in to charge it. Like, oh, I don't okay. really understand how it worked, but it was a plug-in be- thing that, like, would charge. But it took, like, overnight to charge it for you to have, like, 20 to 30 minutes of Power Wheels time. That's still amazing. It was 20 to 30 minutes of pure joy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Um, do you think that uh, Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, who are a couple, do you think they listen to Paramore? Yeah, I absolutely think that. Totally, right? Her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. His his entrance music is very paramory to me. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I could see them like cleaning their house while they play paramore in the background. Yeah, they like absolutely have like a pop punk playlist from Spotify on while they're doing chores and running errands. They're yeah. so cute. They're super cute. I love um, like I also would like I mean, I'm also very happy about Johnny and Drew hanging out. Don't get me wrong, but like Candice LeRae and and Johnny Gargano make me deliriously happy. They are like a wonderful wrestling power couple. And I really liked, I can't remember, Byron Saxon said something about where Candice LeRae had been. And Corey was like, she was having baby wrestling. (laughs) And I was like, yes, she was baby wrestling forever. (laughs) They're like the like adorable foil to... Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Yes, yes. And like, I, I love Seth. I love Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. But like, they're like this. Like, they're like the wholesome. Couple. Yeah, I was gonna say they're wholesome. Yes. I want to picture the four of them in an Applebee's, and like Johnny and Candace <laughs> are acting t- and looking totally normal, and Becky and Seth are doing like their gimmicks, and it's just like insane. She's and got those insane sunglasses. <laughs> right, like they're straight out of the Hunger Games, and he's dressed like Iggy Azalea, and like. They're eating cheese sticks. Like they're all just eating cheese sticks. She's asking about like what their um what their potato skins are like. Mm-hmm. And if she can get ranch dressing on the side. She's trying to sell her boppy and she wants to know if Candace has any advice, whether like Facebook Marketplace or eBay is the right place to do that, you know. While wearing her yes. Hunger Games attire. It is both upsetting and normcore <laughs> all at the same time. Oh, God, I would love that so much. I wish some of our dreams could come through in this way. We'd just be like, did you see on Twitter today they all went to Applebee's? <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we can make some of these things happen. Like, if we get right. friends of the show ever, we could be like, would you guys go to Applebee's and just do a bit at Applebee's and, like, just tweet about it? One picture. Just one picture at Applebee's. Just, like, all of you in a booth together. We'll buy the cheese sticks. Is that the place that's like when you're here, your family? No, that's the no, Olive that's- Garden. <laughs> I hate myself for knowing this, but Applebee's is eating good in the neighborhood. Is it still? I think it is still that. Oh, my God. Okay. That's amazing. Well, either way, I wherever they want to go, I'm yeah, totally yeah, good for choice. that. Yeah, their choice. Their choice. 
that was my uh those were my extra notes that i had on the shows this week so i only have one more um on smackdown did you think that drew looked especially like he stepped off the cover of a bodice ripper romance novel so like he comes out in the kilt right and i was like he's kilting it up tonight i actually said that out loud and i was like the more i see like drew mcintyre is not new to me i mean i remember him from a while ago but like now i find him very attractive and i don't know if it's because I've recently found out that we are kin, not right. not actual kin. But it's not like that. <laughs> it's really not like that. It's not an uh, Alabama we thing. Are, we, are, we are country folk. But um, yeah, like, <laughs> I was just like, hello, sir. Yes, I do like the kilt. Mm-hmm. I accept the kilt. Yes, he's just been looking very much pleasing to the eye. So... I didn't take any meaningful notes except that I wrote down potential romance novels that he could have stepped out of. Ooh. And what I came up with were her Scottish rogue and ravished by the Scottish Lord. And I think those are both (laughs) extremely good. And I think he could absolutely be on the cover of both of them. How about the Scottish Lord and his sword? Mm. Mm -hmm. Too dirty? No, no. I mean, that's definitely like a Kindle Unlimited (laughs) book i was thinking more like paperback but yeah (laughs) apparently i can't temper mine it's It's one porn to get the fuck out apparently just one speed (laughs) that's amazing yeah it was good and then i was worried later because so he like he came out and he sticks the sword like in its little holder Mm -hmm. on the side of the ring and then he comes out again later in the show and i was like is the sword still stuck to the side of the ring? I was like really concerned. I was like, has someone stolen it? Where's the sword? Who's minding really the sword? Really concerned about your belongings, sir. Maybe he has an air tag on the sword. So, you know, it can't get far. How do you think the sword travels? <laughs> Lightly. <laughs> like, when he had to take that son of a bitch to Wales, like, did they pack it in with all the like props? Or do they have to carry all their shit with them? I, I wouldn't be surprised if, that they had to carry all their shit with them. I mean, he'd have to check it. You can't. Yeah, right? You can't. I, okay, I'm talking about this. Like, I have tried to take a fucking broadsword <laughs> on Delta Airlines, and they were like, actually, ma'am, unfortunately, you're going to have to check that at the gate. Like, uh, full disclosure, I have never taken a sword on an airplane, but I'm pretty sure that I was horrified to learn that you can travel with a gun. You just have to check it so i would just always worry about it going off i don't know for a minute i thought you were going to reveal what you always did when you traveled with a gun and this was going to be a whole new dimension of our friendship i own no guns Uh, but i mean i can't imagine i mean i could totally imagine them making him use his free carry-on to carry the sword but i can't imagine that an airline would be like that's totally legit put it in the overhead they'd be like uh is this your carry-on and then (laughs) carry-on No, I'm his carry-on. Oh, that would be amazing. And then Drew stows him in the overhead. Or puts him (laughs) under the seat. One or the other. And Scarlet's somewhere wandering the plane. Where is he? Doing spooky shit. Well, 
I believe that's this week's wrestling is for girls. I think wrestling has been for girls this week. It has been and it will be. And it will be. Then now <laughs> forever. Just kidding. Don't <laughs> sue us WWE. We don't mean it like that. And also like answer my letters. Seriously, Triple H, is there too, that's not too much to ask. You could send a form letter, dude. It's not that much. I'm sure you're the only person writing to him. Right. I'm probably the only person writing <laughs> at all. But also, like, even if there's a couple other people, like kids or something, my letters are more interesting. That's true. And they are And more urgently. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see. I think, the, I think so, a, a quick, you know aside is that if if they're not getting through to triple h you find out who the writers are and start writing the letters to the writers you might have more influence that way that's a really really good idea and they'll know who to pass them to if nothing else so exactly you're so smart plans so smart so yeah i, I right. think this is another episode um in the books it is i'm excited to find out how our predictions pan out and i i think i know the perfect way to end this episode Ooh, how? Fight pit. Fight pit. Pit. Fight pit. Fight pit. Fight pit. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fight Pit. <laughs>